นะโมตัสสะปะกะวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสสะนะโมตัสสะปะกะวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสสะนะโมตัสสะปะกะวะโตอะระ
whatever we think, we just act upon that. And we don't really know what we're doing, whether that is meritorious or not, whether it's giving us happiness or not. We just speak, we just act, following whatever we feel within our hearts, whatever we, we want to do. And there isn't really any system, or well, that is the system that we're using, is just following our, um, our desires, is following our moods. And then, in that case, there's no real quality to our lives, because we're not in control of them. And so if we just follow our moods, um, just follow our kind of habitual preferences, um, then that's not a good way to live our lives. Because for the minds of all the people in this world, if they don't have Dhamma, if they're not imbued with Dhamma, then that's what they'll do. They'll just think following our moods, think following um, what we like. And sometimes those are good thoughts, sometimes they're are bad thoughts, but there isn't really any happiness or peace that comes from that. So we can't afford to just believe our minds. We can't afford to just follow what they say. Because by doing that, we're just following these basic instincts that everyone who is born into this world has. So we can't allow that for our minds to just chase after their moods, to just um, act following their moods. But what we need is a method, a method that we can follow that can give our hearts quality. So for the fully self-awakened Buddha, he taught the Dhamma, the Dhamma that he sought out. And this Dhamma is pointing to the truth of lives. Because if we have Dhamma there um, managing our minds, then we can take these basic instincts that we're born with, that all of us have, and we can develop them, we can evolve them through generosity, through virtue, and through meditation, through listening to the Dhamma, so that we gain mindfulness, and so that we can grow. So we know what it is that we're thinking. What are we speaking? What are we doing? Right now, are we happy? Are we sad? Do we see what's going on? Because when we think, those thoughts, they just, they're there within our minds, they stay within our minds. If we think something good, then we're happy there within our hearts. If we say or act in ways that aren't good, then we experience suffering, and that happens within our minds, within our lives. So we need to be aware of what it is that we're thinking right now. We need to give energy to our minds. We need to be looking at our speech, looking at our actions. So what is it that we're thinking? when we think those thoughts, they stay in our minds. If we have good thoughts, generous thoughts, virtuous thoughts, thoughts about cultivating our hearts, that stays within our own minds. And through that, we have happiness. 
So we need to know ourselves, to be aware of ourselves. If we speak or think, speak or act in ways that aren't good, that gets stored there within our own minds. So the thoughts that we're having now, in this second, they can last, they can remain, they can stay, and their effects can stay for minutes and for hours, for years, for decades, for the whole of this life and go on till the next life. The suffering that we experience, it gets kept, stored within our heart. It's there within the heart. And if we think in ways that aren't good, then those go out through our speech and through our actions. And all of the work, the duties, the things that we need to do, the ways in which we communicate, um, that when our thoughts aren't good, then that produces suffering in all of these activities. It produces suffering within our hearts, and it produces bad acts through body and speech. And when people live their lives in this way, then the human world becomes full of sadness. It becomes a tormenting place to live in. So what we need to do, what's necessary, is for us to listen to the Dhamma and then practice the Dhamma. Because we need a system of developing our lives. We have these minds, and if they just follow um, their moods, they follow their impulses, um, then that doesn't produce good results for us. And then when we think, we don't know what it is that we're thinking. We act without really knowing what we're doing. And we don't see how that creates suffering within our lives. And so the Buddha came to teach the Dhamma. To, because um, our minds in their present state, they're not really in a natural state. The true nature of the mind is one of goodness. The true nature of the world is also one of goodness. But these days, people use their lives in a way that isn't natural, that isn't normal. They use their minds in a way that isn't normal. And then through that, we use the resources of the world in a way that's out of balance, which leads to the destruction of the world. And we also live our lives in a way that is incorrect as well. So therefore we need the teachings of the Buddha. And the teachings of the Buddha, they're not just for Buddhists. But what they're about is nature. And all people have this nature. They all have minds, everyone has thoughts. So the Buddha taught about this external nature. And we need to care for the nature of this world well. But there's also this internal nature, the nature of our hearts. So what the Buddha said was that the principle 
um, quality of this natural heart that helps to support the world, to look after the world, is that of kindness. This metta. But in the present day, it's very difficult for us to live in this world. And that's because people just follow their own minds. They follow their moods. And that's the causes for disasters to come up, for wars, for fighting. And we see that, don't we? If we just follow our feelings, our moods, we just follow our own hearts, we follow greed, hatred and delusion, then this world, it's not a pleasant place to live in. But when we have the teachings of the Buddha, we have these qualities such as kindness, which manage and direct our hearts, then our hearts become good. And we have mindfulness there, overseeing and directing the mind as well. And then we turn from someone who previously just followed their moods, just followed their impulses, who weren't aware of themselves when they thought, they didn't know what they were thinking, when they spoke or act, they had no idea whether that was good or bad. And they turn into someone who has the Dhamma, who has mindfulness. And when they think, then they know whether that's good or bad. They're able to organize their lives well. They have a system for living their lives. They've got the teachings of the Buddha. And they have mindfulness, they have samadhi. And through this, then, they're able to dictate their own fate. Perhaps we had once believed in and worshipped um, deities or God or people with psychic powers and we had asked them to dictate our fate uh, for us, uh, to tell us our fortune. Are we going to be happy? Are we going to be sad? That we depended upon them to manifest things within our lives, whether it's gods or deities or uh, people with psychic powers. So people who are born are very much um, like this. They believe in these things. And they wish for happiness. They wish to gain happiness. And so they wait for a miracle. They wait for a blessing um, from a deity, from God. Maybe even wait for a blessing from the Buddha. But that's not able to give them happiness. But for us, what we do instead following the Dhamma is that we develop a mindfulness and samadhi and wisdom following the teachings of the Buddha. We take um, the Dhamma, which is this principle of nature, this principle of truth, in order to bring our lives back into balance. We take our hearts and we follow the Dhamma. So these teachings of the Buddha, they develop our lives. If we just follow our moods and follow our impulses, then our minds don't develop at all. We just end up stressed in a wreck, um, depressed. And we see that that people can 
destroy their own lives, destroy the lives of others, and destroy nature as well. And then through that, their, the state of their lives drops from that of a human to an animal or a hungry ghost or even a hell being. But when we have the Dhamma managing our hearts, what happens then? Our minds grow higher. They truly become a human, one with goodness, one with good qualities. And the state raises up. That we have mindfulness there managing and overseeing our actions. And when we do that, then we're able to designate our own destiny, our own fate. And we're able to bring about happiness within our own lives. Our minds grow higher through being generous and virtuous, through cultivating them. And they turn from people who perhaps had once been quite violent or harmful and turn instead into one who has the Dhamma um, abiding in their hearts, that they've got this goodness there. That they know themselves. And we know ourselves, we know our own thoughts, whether they're good thoughts or bad thoughts. And so we can develop ourselves, taking care of ourselves, and developing our actions as well our actions of body and speech, and making sure that these are better. And this also develops our work, develops the activities that we do in this world, our duties, even our business. And so we have business in the world, and through living our lives through the Dhamma, this um, creates better business. So we need business in our lives. We also need, there's also the business of our minds as well. And this internal business is that of cultivating samadhi and cultivating the mind. And this is a very important duty that we all have. Because we all have this internal business. And before, perhaps, we just focused on our external businesses. But when there's the Dhamma in our heart, and when we take care of these inner businesses uh, through the Dhamma, um, then we turn from one who was once really stressed out. Their minds were a mess, full of different thoughts, scattered and suffering and depressed, maybe angry, jealous, full of greed, hatred and delusion, and turn instead or cultivate the mind into a mind that has calm, that has kindness, that is firm, that has samadhi, that a mind imbued with wisdom that knows what's going on in our lives as it's happening, that's um, up to speed with all of these things. So our minds become better through following the Dhamma. We're not stressed, we don't suffer, but we feel joy instead. And we develop our lives too, and they become better. And we turn from a person into a manusa, into a human. And this word manusa means one with a high mind, a mind with the Dhamma, and this Dhamma helps our minds to grow higher and higher. 
So it's not the case that our skin, our bones, our flesh make us human. The money, the possessions that we own, they don't give us humanity. They don't give us a guarantee for happiness or for um, living our lives in a good way and for having good luck in our lives. But what does the thing that guarantees our humanity, that's the hallmark of a good person, is katanyu, this recollecting and knowing the goodness that people have done towards one, having a sense of gratitude for those who have benefited one's lives. So our mothers, our fathers, our brothers, sisters, grandparents, relatives, good friends, so all of those who have helped us, who have given us opportunities, this opportunity to live and opportunities in our lives, that we have gratitude towards them. That we are aware of their goodness and the, the goodness that they have towards us. And then there's the second quality is katawedi. So it's seeing and wanting to repay that goodness having a feeling like these people have helped me, so I'm going to help them in whatever ways that I can. So these two qualities are the, the qualities and the hallmarks of a human. So when we follow the way of Dhamma, then the mind turns from that of a person to that of a human, one of a high mind, that mind grows. And it also helps to, uh, so that we don't become a human because of the position that we have in society. It's not because of any status, any praise, our occupation or our wealth. That that's not what gives us humanity. So the Buddha said that those people who live their lives in this world, and even if they live for a really long time, even if they live for a hundred years, but they don't know how to control their own minds or their speech or their actions. And that they're not really aware of what they're doing, whether it's good or bad, whether it's meritorious or demeritorious. He said that even if these people live for a hundred years, that it doesn't give rise to benefit. Their lives lack substance, they're pointless. But the true, but for those who do know, are aware of their actions, who know whether their thoughts are good or bad, whether they're meritorious or demeritorious, um, even if these people live for just one day, there's great benefit that comes from their lives. There's true benefit. So therefore, we should work to be aware of our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, and to manage those well. Because through doing that, then we gain the wealth of a human. And we have good health, both in our bodies and in our hearts. And then as we develop, then we can gain the wealth of a deva, the wealth of a brahma, and even the wealth of maga pala nibbana, of the paths, the fruits, and nibbana. And we gain this through following the teachings of the Buddha. This is the meaning of his teachings. 
So when we follow the Dhamma, then our lives develop, they evolve, our minds grow higher and higher. But if the people in this world just follow their impulses, follow their moods, if they don't have sila dhamma, this virtue, then the world turns into a chaotic place. And so we hear about these things happening um, in the news. We hear about all the current events, the good things, the bad things, or the happiness and suffering that people experience. And we can observe this externally. We can also observe these things happening internally as well. And an important cause for all the suffering that people experience is that they lack sila dhamma, they lack virtue or morality, and they don't practice it, they don't practice the dhamma. They don't have this true nature of humanity within them. Because a human is one with a high mind. And when we have a high mind, um, then that gives rise to happiness. But if we don't develop these minds, if we aren't in control of our minds, then they'll fall to a lower state. And if the world is full of people like that, then it will be a difficult place to live in. But we shouldn't blame the world for that. What we should blame is the minds of the people who live in this world. We shouldn't go and blame external things. We shouldn't blame nature. And so the great teachers have taught that um, if we just follow our moods, then that will lead to the destruction of this world. But if this world is going to be a place that's pleasant to live in, it's because of sila dhamma, the presence of virtue and morality. And so perhaps before we were people whose maybe our thoughts weren't so good and our minds were in such a good state. And this can go on for many hours and months and years. And we just follow those thoughts and they spill out through our actions of body and speech. But then we seek out the Dhamma, we find the teachings of the Buddha. And the Buddha was the one who, uh, who knew, was awakened, the joyful one. So how is it then that this world will become a pleasant place for us to live in? Where all people from whichever country or nationality or ethnicity or gender or age can live together, where even all of the animals living in the forest can stay happily. How can that be possible? Well, it becomes possible through metta, through kindness. And it's kindness which supports the world. It's not technology, it's not computers, it's not materialism that gives us a guarantee for happiness. Because we can see how we've developed the world materially like this, and it's become an unpleasant place to live in. We have all of this technology um, now that we're using, and things have developed. The roads have gone from one lane to two to three to four lanes, and everything's much faster. And these roads are very wide, but our hearts become narrow. 
before people lived in just huts on the ground, but now they can live in high-rise buildings. And so our bodies can stay in a very high place, but our hearts are in a low place. Now, we use air conditioning, and our bodies can feel very cool, but our hearts are becoming more and more hot. And do we see that? On the news, we see all the fighting that's going on, and we see people, we say that people are hot-headed, but actually the truth is that they're hot-hearted. So this um, doesn't give us peace. In materialism, it doesn't give us a guarantee for the quality of our lives. But rather, what will give us a guarantee for living a good life, um, for living well in this human world, the Buddha said there's one thing that will give us a guarantee for that, and that is using Dhamma, to, taking the Dhamma to manage our hearts, to uh, direct our minds. That we may live in this world of materialism, but we shouldn't become attached to material things. We say that certain countries are developed because they have planes and they have high buildings and they've got this advanced technology. Everything's faster than it was. Everything's more convenient than it was. But that doesn't give us a guarantee for a good life. Materialism, it can't do that. So we see with all of this development that we say is development, but what people have now is a lot of stress. There's a lot of fighting, there's even killing. And people are fighting over natural resources to the point where wars break out. So the Buddha didn't teach us to follow materialism. Because what is materialism? It's just the elements. It's just earth, water, fire and air. And everyone who's born, we all have these already. What we need to do, rather, is to give importance to our minds, and to mental things. Because these elements of earth, water and fire and air, they don't need very much. And our bodies, they don't demand a lot that we can eat just once and we're full already, we're able to survive. And millionaires, it's the same for them, they eat once and they're full. And so there's no need to fight over things, because that just gives us a lot of suffering and creates bad kama. And there's no need for us to worry, and to become concerned or to suffer because the economy is not good because of pandemics, because the price of oil is going up. And people can suffer a lot over these things. Because all we really need to survive is just to eat once. That's enough and we're full already. And that's true for millionaires. It's true for beggars on the street as well. And that both of them also have suffering just the same because they need to look after these elements of earth, water, fire and air. And so there's difficulty in the lives both of millionaires and of beggars. 
And so that's the way of materialism. But if we give importance to our minds instead, give importance to the teachings of uh, the Buddha, and then we see how these bodies, they depend upon nature, and our minds come and depend upon our bodies. But we shouldn't become deluded in these bodies or in material things. And that this body exists within this material world. And then we have this mental, these mental factors. We have this mind that depends upon the body. So we shouldn't, and we use that body to develop our minds. And we shouldn't neglect or forget these hearts of ours. Because, well, why is that? It's because if we're going to have happiness or if we're going to have suffering, that's because that's due to our minds. So do we see that? Any day in which our mind is in a good state, then that's a happy day. So, and these, and that doesn't really depend upon the money that we have and that our bodies, they don't demand a lot of these material things. So to draw um, all of these teachings to a point of conclusion, um, that the Buddha said, Handadani bhikkhawe amanta yami wo, now bhikkhus I declare to you, vaya dhamma sankara, it changes the nature of conditioned things, apamadena sampadeta, Perfect yourselves in not being negligent. Ayang tatakatasa pachima waja. These are the Tathagata's final words. And so this is how the Buddha taught. And um, so through the power of the Buddha, through the power of the Dhamma, through the power of the Sangha, may you always be at ease.